Hi, and welcome to the Two Weird Hungry Girls podcast. I'm Phoebe. I'm Tracy. Hey, Tracy. Hi, Phoebe. Hey, it's getting warmer outside. (laughs) I know. Thank goodness, finally. Well, yeah. It's the sunshine. It's the sunshine. You think that's what it is? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. Because the sunshine you're about... I'm all about the sunshine. Or you're okay with the cold and I'm sunshine. I'm not so great with the cold, but the sunshine helps. Oh, okay. When it's dark and cold, that's misery to me. So you don't go out and exercise in the dark and cold? <laughs> I'm just going to assume that's a rhetorical yes. question. Do like do you go out and walk in the sunshine? I yeah, At the if office, it's sunny at work? out, yes, yeah, we have a big big area where we can where we can walk so when the sun comes out, that's when we'll do people go, go out? Like, do you have yeah. like a walking buddy? Uh huh. I do have a. Is walking it Kristen? Buddy. No, she, oh. she's never there. Oh, that's um, right. but it's my friend Kim. Okay, mm-hmm. Kim. Kimmy. So she'll go out walking with you. Yes. Uh huh. Oh, that's really we'll go nice. Go walking. Sometimes we'll jog. I need to get a part-time yeah. job just so I can go walking with someone. Like, so I can get a walking buddy. Because mm, okay. it's hard to get up and walk when you like work from home. Because when you work that, from home, it's like, oh, I I have I have to get that done, and then I'll go for a walk, and then I swear, like with the time change, right. Mm-hmm. Like it's three thirty in my head, and it's like six o'clock on the clock, and yeah, I think, what right. just what what happened? You just lost it. Yeah, priorities. You just lost it. Well, yeah, time. Time. It's flighty. Okay, so it's going to be like swimsuit season. Whatever. Why don't we even? Who cares? Yes. Why don't we even bother? <laughs> like setting up <laughs> goals based on swimsuit season. Yeah, it should be based there. on wellness or based on wellness, wellness right? Wellness. Yes. Right. Exactly. Strong like, fit. Yeah. That's what, yeah. Like, let's go um, for a hike with a family and not have Phoebe or Tracy be winded because that's embarrassing. <laughs> have you done that yet? Me stories about, yeah. I think the last time I took a good hike was um, in November for my birthday. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the last good hike. Did it I mean, go well? the family, we've gone for walks. Mm-hmm. Walks, I, I call them hikes, but I, I don't really think are they, they are. Are they all like horizontal walks? There is some incline. Oh. Let's just say there is some incline, but it's <laughs> nothing treacherous. It's not like uh, the pinnacle, you know, mm-hmm. or Hawk Mountain. So, okay. Just, yeah, sunshine. Get out there. That's Bathing true. suits. Yes. I'm just thinking steps, even. Steps. Like, no one wants to go up the steps and be winded. That's when you know you have to right. get out and move. Yeah, you got to get anyway. out and move. So, with that in mind, and especially with hiking, okay, this is strange, and maybe I'm taking a dark turn to this but oh when you go hiking or especially if you're a woman and you want to go on a hike by yourself whatever oh. to like the local like Cheryl Strait who's that is that like a horror story no no oh. it's, this, okay, it's this book I'm actually listening to it mm-hmm. by Cheryl Strait called Wild and she went on the oh. this uh, hike on the PCT Pacific mm-hmm. Crest Trail mm-hmm. and one of her concerns and every time and I'm listening to to the book so I'm hearing it and every time she comes upon a person because she doesn't yeah. really see people I'm, I think to myself like yeah I wouldn't be I you're in the middle of nowhere I don't know oh sorry so what did she do did not mean to digress no no, no. But well she just talked to people there was she nobody still really was, mean oh there were no like you know lurkers she didn't have or, any issues no at least not so far in the book I'm not quite oh, done okay but <laughs> I don't think so otherwise we probably be yeah so but they anyway. made the movie is that the one they made the movie they from? did make a movie okay. mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. should read that book when you're done it's a good one but with that in mind like when you think about like walking like that <laughs> you think especially as a woman by yourself because you don't want to have to be obligated to finding like kim kimmy oh yeah my my kim mm-hmm. yeah well if kimmy's busy and she's like i don't care about swimsuit season i'm gonna go have a donut go for a walk yourself tracy <laughs> 
at Noldy Forest or whatever. Right, right. Like and that's sometimes it's a little daunting, and that's like an excuse in the back of your head why you won't exercise. That is that is actually an excuse why I don't do things on my own. I'll mm-hmm. either go with my family or someone else. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Okay, well I have a solution to that. Tell me. I do. Tell I'm so me. excited. I need to know. And it's funny because I think I met. Um, I have Lauren Minnick here, and Lauren is the owner, which I love. She's the owner of Why I'm Missing ATA Martial Arts. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I met Lauren <laughs> like, at a, um, what was the event? It was um, Wilson Iron Chef yes. two years ago. She won um, a <laughs> oh, seat at the really? table to be like one of the judges. So uh, we were judging together and I was so impressed with her. Um, so I've been following you on Facebook and all of your travels. Yes. And all <laughs> wow. of her pictures of herself and her like, uh, what is the white outfit? It's called a dobok. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a dobok that's the Korean name for it. Some people call it a gi. Um, oh, okay. We Americanize a lot of what we say at the studio, so uniform is fine, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's okay. the easy one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people remember it as. So you offer um, not just class, and you know Lauren from, you said. From my, my boys took a class there, or they started to take a, they tested it out. They loved it. They loved it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was awesome. And they had their, what's it called, doga? Dobok. Doboks <laughs> on. And they're so proud, and they were so little, you know, like, they did such a good job. <laughs> they did a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's because I think the staff there is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So it's nice to know that, like, you do those kind of classes for young people, mm-hmm. young adults. Mm-hmm. Probably, do you do it for adults, too? We do. Oh. Our oldest student right now uh, turned 70 last year. Stop it. Yeah, he's a second-degree black belt. What? Wow. Yeah. That's <laughs> Does awesome. he teach as well? He doesn't teach. He started with his uh, granddaughter, and now the second granddaughter has started because she's seen her older sister. Um, she's actually going to be testing for her third degree in a couple of weeks. Stop And it. then her grandpa is 70 and testing for his third degree in a few months. How fantastic. Yeah. I wanted to talk to it her. It is never too late. No. Never. It, like I wanted to talk with you about or talk with you about um, women's self-defense classes, but now I think like, oh, we should maybe consider being become like black belts. Will you be my black belt buddy? I'm not gonna commit right now. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. I couldn't even commit my children. No. <laughs> First steps, <laughs> baby steps. Yes. Baby so steps. you do you do classes for to empower women? Yes, that's right. And um, what are some of the questions that you are often fielded when we, when people find out that you offer self-defense classes? So a lot of times people want to come in and they want to take one class. They want to just come in and do one session um, to make sure that they know how to defend themselves and know about self-defense. And that's a problem because one class can't prepare you uh, realistically, physically to de- defend yourself. If you come to one class, we can talk about creating distance, which in SHARP training, SHARP stands for Sexual Harassment and Rape Prevention, and in SHARP training, we can talk about the three D's of self-defense and the first one being distance so that you understand what settings you're in, you understand what clothing you're wearing, you understand a predator-prey mindset for a sexual predator, Um, but much past understanding those things theoretically, um, you can't really remember anything, your body can't remember anything because you've got to do it for a longer amount of time, just like riding a bike you won't get the first day or playing basketball. And when you're in a self-defense situation, um, your heart rate actually goes up because you're scared, and your sympathetic nervous system kicks in once your heart rate is over 115 beats per minute. 
So that's that's the fight or flight idea. Mm-hmm. When it gets when your heart rate gets that high and your sympathetic nervous system kicks in, it goes your body goes into instinctively what it will do. And if that instinct has been trained for you know X amount of years to punch or to kick or to do something physical, that's what you'll do. But if not, um, you're kind of at the mercy of your instinct and what your body will do. For a lot of people, and I know for my mom in particular. Um, she was a professional educator, and she would see fights in, in the schools. And when you witness a fight, you can see the the progression of the sympathetic nervous system kicking in when two students start to fight. And about 30 seconds in, um, they, they've kind of succumbed to their sympathetic nervous system. So they have tunnel vision. Oftentimes, people whose sympathetic nervous system kicks mm. in, they, they can't recall what they've heard there. They can't hear anything. They only see what's in front of mm-hmm. them. Um, and oftentimes, too, when their adrenaline kicks in, you know, we hear about things like, mom's pulling cars off their kids in a car crash, that's when their sympathetic nervous system has kicked in. So you're really at the mercy of your body, and one hour of self-defense training is not going to happen. Right, right. <laughs> Something else will happen. Yeah, I mean, I think of that if, if, you, if, if you, you know, taught me a move or something, or, you know, just the stuff you see on TV, you're like, oh, I could handle myself. I know, pretty sure if, if I had to employ something quickly, I would just probably fall apart. Drop. I would, I would drop. I would, yeah, it's fight, flight, or freeze. I would freeze. Mm-hmm. And that's something, that's one of the reasons that I'm so inspired to do these self-defense seminars and to, to kind of teach women more about defending themselves. When my mom was a young adult, she had a situation where someone hid in her car. And she got, I know, I know, (laughs) it's creepy. Um, It it ended up being a very strange situation where it was a a insanely creepy coworker that was was playing a really awful joke on her. But she she got in her, it was an old station wagon and it didn't lock because she got the car used. And she parked under a streetlight because she knew that's what you were supposed to do. So when she got in the car, she could see everything. And she had things in the back of the station wagon. She had like boxes and things. Mm -hmm. And he he had hidden among those things and started crawling to the front of the station wagon and she did she froze Mm -hmm. and that that so um i won't say traumatized but that so inspired her to to get into teaching self-defense that she actually started training when she was 48 toward the black belt because of that situation because she was so terrified she froze and she did nothing and she couldn't she couldn't believe that for that instance she was that out of control that she she didn't know what to do and so that, from that point on, she really was concerned about teaching women about self-defense, especially your surroundings and the situations that we are in and how to be more mindful of what we're doing. So and did she teach you that? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, she, she actually know. is the one that pushed me to get started in martial arts. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she kind of... Um, again, not traumatized, but terrified me when I was going off to college um, with just, she had so many, so many tips and tricks that she thought of. Like for instance, women carry purses. So when you carry your purse, get a purse that's on a shorter strap. So it's under your arm. So you have better control of it. Don't get one on a longer strap. Make sure it zippers and possibly has two closing methods so that people can't unzip it if you're in a crowd and pickpocket you. Mm. Don't keep things in your back pockets because people could pickpocket you. Just all these all these little things. Ah, yeah. Even down to like <laughs> oh. when I was in college, what shoes are you wearing when you go out with friends? Can you run in them? Or are the heels too high? If you have to run, will you be able to take them off and run? Or can you throw them to cause a distraction? Or can you throw them at the person wow. to distract them? So yeah. just all these things constantly running through my mind because my mom was always, and it was never like, let's sit down and be scary. But there were all these little things like, oh, let's go purse shopping. Well, when you're choosing a purse, <laughs> and so, oh, okay, I got that little bit of that nugget of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, oh, well, we're going shopping for shoes. Well, where are you going to wear these? And are you going to go out with your friends and have that group? Are you going to go by yourself? And where are you walking? Yeah. <laughs> so it was, just, it was just kind of intertwined, I guess, with day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. 
Do you think that like martial arts, like listening to you talk about um, what your mom learned and then tried to teach you or what she did teach you is, is so martial arts is different than going to like, uh, um, like a whatever, like a core training exercise class and then yes. learning whatever tips. Like you can't yes. like really take a core exercise class and then learn tips, but it sounds like martial arts is more than just moving your body. Is it like a mind like body connection? It's thing? such a mind body connection thing. So we, for our younger students, when we train them, it's, it's skills that they learn and it's some of them are mind skills like focus or teamwork and some of them are coordination skills and some of them are physical skills but especially as you get higher in the ranks we we tie our belts at the studio to tie evenly to represent balance in body and mind because it's not just about training your body it's about training your mind and it's not it's not just a physical activity when you do martial arts and specifically when you do taekwondo you really develop mentally as a person as well you have better focus you have more self-awareness you're able not only to believe in yourself and set higher goals with your training but you're able to assess what's happening more because you know physically what you're capable of so even even something like we do sparring in our school it's point sparring so there's no no knockouts no tap outs or submissions um, but you have to score points and even in that situation where is my body in the ring how far away is the person that's going to kick me for a point even that type of training where it's point sparring it's it's supposed to be you know for a competition that helps with self-defense because you suddenly now are aware that oh if they're six feet away from me they can probably hit me but if they're you know 12 feet across the ring I'm safe so I don't have to worry about defense but I can't hit them either mm -hmm. so it just it really gives you a self-awareness specifically martial arts that you wouldn't have otherwise that's something that impresses me if you ever watch stuff and and you know that like there's a circle there and the way they're moving around in there that they just they don't it's like it's an invisible wall but mm. it's just they're their, I guess it's their awareness. I, yes, yes, because they, they have know to. If they take one more inch mm -hmm. over there, they're going to be out. So yes. that's interesting. It's very intentional, right? Intentional. It's, it sounds like intentional. Like, it's uh, very, an intentional workout. It's very intentional, and everything, especially at our school, everything that you do has a point, has a purpose. So even like our, our five and six year olds, when they warm up in a sparring class, we have them jumping up, switching their feet and moving one stance length down the floor. And eventually what they're going to do is jump, kick and land one stance length forward so they can score a point on their opponent. But it's, it's to them, it's just this fun game where they get mm -hmm. to jump up, switch mm -hmm. their feet and land, mm -hmm. but it's taught very intentionally and everything mm -hmm. that we teach is very intentional for our students. How does that work for the women's, for the classes like this? I don't, are they called self-defense classes or are they called like uh, something else? I usually call them self-defense classes. Okay. If we're working with um, an under 16 crowd, mm -hmm. typically it's more of a youth empowerment and bully prevention. Oh, I love that. Typically, okay. typically when, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but typically when I talk with parents about their kids, if I say self-defense, it's got a really negative connotation, oh. like, oh, my kid's going to be aggressive and hit someone. But if we talk about youth empowerment, even though we're teaching the same thing, it's, it's the mind over matter kind of positive spin on it. We're not training them to hurt other people. We're training them to feel empowered. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes in a bullying situation, um, an empowered youth is much less of a target. Just like in a self-defense situation for women, a woman who is walking with her shoulders squared, she's moving directly towards wherever she's going, she appears to be much less of a target for a predator hmm. interesting so how long so say say Tracy decided that she wanted to um, take the class mm -hmm. I'm gonna see how it goes 
And so say she wants to take a self-defense class, like what kind of commitment is involved in that? And then can Tracy go on to study uh, martial arts to get her black belt? Or probably, is it green or something? Sort of, or are, they, red are, or they, yellow? are they intertwined? Yes. Like if someone is interested in a self-defense class, does that kind of, is that a natural progression towards the taekwondo or typically it's not not because we we won't allow them to progress mm -hmm. but typically because they they want instant gratification they want i take the class i know what i'm doing oh, i'm done okay so there's there's usually kind of three things that happen when we get a request we usually talk with the group um, that wants the the self-defense training and we go over with them what to do and we've had youth groups in the past that are, are traveling on mission trips so they want like traveling self-defense we've had um incoming freshmen into colleges and mm -hmm. that's more on a college campus it's still still the same idea of self-defense but we we go a little bit more into you know staying in groups and watching your drinks at parties and and things mm -hmm. like that for women's self-defense seminars usually it's an hour to an hour and a half and the majority of it is discussing things there's there's physical aspects but for instance one of the drills is one woman stands, the other woman starts from about 12 feet away, walks towards her, and you put up your hands once you're uncomfortable with how close they are to you. And it, it kind of backfires when there's lots of friends around because mm -hmm. they're so comfortable. They <laughs> walk up over and, each other. Yeah, they give each other a hug and it's fine. <laughs> mm -hmm. But if it's a situation where it's coworkers or it's a group that doesn't know each other, they'll stop at about four or five feet. So it's physical, but we're also teaching them about distance. Mm -hmm. But in that hour to an hour and a half seminar, they, they are more empowered um, with their confidence and how to handle a situation, not physically. If we talk with the people that want the seminar and we schedule two or three or four, we have more of a progression. And when I was in college, I actually taught self-defense classes like that for a semester, and it was a progression. I think there were five or six of them, but it was, okay, you came to the first one, we talked about distance. Now at the second one, we're gonna show you a self-defense move. And then at the third one, we'll review that and go on. There can be a progression from taking a series of those into training at the studio. And a lot of what we do at the studio is rooted, as far as our self-defense aspect, in the teachings that we take out to the community. But no one's ever obligated to take a self-defense class and keep training. And many people take a self-defense class and they don't continue training, mm -hmm. which to, to a physical extent is not the best idea because they know what to do, but are they going to do it? Mm -hmm. And that's the question. So you can take a class then after that? Like after the initial one, like you can do, well, not class, but training. You can train like yes. physically. Yes. And that's, I imagine that you have really great core muscles. Very. Oh my gosh. Yes. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's probably better than yoga. You know, I honestly think they're pretty equal and really? you, you put in what you get out mm -hmm. because even, even with yoga, um, if you're working really hard and you're holding the positions and you're doing more and more advanced as you go along, same with, with martial arts with Taekwondo, you get out of it what you put in. If you mm -hmm. go to the class and, you know, they ask you to hold the warrior pose in yoga or we ask you to do 10 jumping jacks and you do a little bit of them, but then you say, eh, mm -hmm. whatever, <laughs> and like everybody else can finish the jumping jacks, then you won't get that much out of it. So mm -hmm. both of them, it, it is really what you put into it. You have the capacity to be so so much stronger physically and mentally mm -hmm. but it's what you put in mm -hmm. interesting it is interesting and I and I like having this this uh, clarity in my head between like self-defense and the other training now in my head they're kind of other so mm -hmm. self-defense is more um, there's an objective to it and there's maybe uh, yeah like a more defined outcome you're you know that through this, you're going to learn X, Y, and Z, whereas the other side, the other training is more progression and, mm -hmm. um, what do you call this? Sounds Hand like motion. Like, mo you're almost developing, though. De develop well, yeah, developing, developing, like you're... 
you know, like um, vacation, progressive. Ocean. No, but you're, yeah, you're almost like develop. you're de- you're developing those muscles, right? That she's talking yes. about that. And yeah. So you don't have to think. So cumulative. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Thanks. That was the word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's and that's true. For instance, um, if our we do we do a drill sometimes. It's, it's a little nerve-wracking when we do it with our black belts, but we, we do a drill where we put one person in the middle of a circle and everyone stands around them, and we give them the freedom to attack that person within reason how they see fit. So they can do like a bear hug from behind, or they can grab their wrist, or they can grab their shoulders, um, or they can, we even, we teach one-hand chokes. So they, okay. they attack some way, and then the person in the middle has to react. And our <laughs> black belts just react, and it's very interesting to see what they do because they don't have a pre-existing self-defense. Mm-hmm. So they, they react, and it's very organic what, they're, what they end up doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's very intriguing as their instructor. It's also nerve-wracking because mm-hmm. I don't want them hurting each other. But they, they do, they react, and they can defend themselves. But it's, it's not what they do every day. It's something that they learned before that they really liked and it, it responds well with their body. Hmm. So that's, I, I just think it's fascinating. It it's, is. Like li- it's, it's almost like living with intention, but I don't know, unintentionally living with intention because mm. you're training yourself. So I love that. I love the notion of that. It's not what I would have thought when I think of self-defense. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. so glad you came to explain and share like your knowledge. Thanks so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. She, she's amazing. She and she travels. <laughs> you were just kayaking with like icebergs or something. I was. I was in Antarctica. God, uh, what? Yeah. What? She was, I think, climbing <laughs> glaciers. Get I was. The heck out I of literally here. was. She was like <laughs> playing with like um, polar bears. I'm sure. Oh, actually, there good. are no polar bears in the Antarctic. We there found aren't? that out. There oh. are none. None in um, in the Antarctic, but there's penguins. Oh, so you were with penguins. the penguins so did down there. Did you play there. with the penguins? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> really? They were adorable. Literally. Literally walked she among them. Was. They fell asleep on our parkas. Oh my Le- god. Legitimately, they were adorable. <laughs> That's awesome. And I can't believe I just said she whiz. She <laughs> willikers, did ya? Yeah, sorry. It's almost god, a great awesome. way to end it. <laughs> it all, yeah, why don't willikers. I just stop talking? Thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> No, but thank you so much for joining us, Lauren. How can people find you? Um, we are on Facebook, Why I'm Missing mm-hmm. ATA Martial Arts. Um, or if they want to find my particular page, I'm on Lauren Minnick. Or if you look up Mega Minnick. Mega Minnick. Oh, Mega Minnick. I'm also on Instagram, mm-hmm. so that's okay. a lot for even for the Kiss a Pig campaign. Oh, that's right. Do uh, you want to mention that? Oh, sure. Um, I'm one of the candidates for the Olivet's Boys and Girls Club 2017 Kiss a Pig campaign. Uh, we just had our kickoff, and I'm really excited to uh, fundraise. And I keep telling everybody I'm going to win. So. Yeah. Hey. Of course you are. I better win. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Best of luck. Thank you so yes. much. Good luck. And um, find Lauren. I think you'll find her. Yeah, you'll have fun mm-hmm. following her. Mm-hmm. And um, check out the Why Missing ATA Martial Arts. I think it's well, it's just really great. It's a nice alternative to just like traditional workout. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So thanks so much again. Thanks, Thank Tracy. You. Thanks, Phoebe. And thanks for tuning in, guys. I <laughs> uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. Let us know uh, what you love, what you'd like to hear more of. And you can find me at phoebespurefood.com. This was so much fun. It was. Bye. Bye. Bye.